0: Hi, my name is Kate, and here with me recording I have Emily, Kimmy, Justin, and Evan, and today we're going to discuss the change in perception of Donald Trump from prior to his election to following his having been elected, but through the lens of hip-hop. Donald Trump, even if symbolically over the years, was highly regarded through numerous songs of genre as the man everyone aspired to be getting praise from icons such as Snoop Dogg and Jay-Z. He was clearly well respected as he was an icon of the American dream, You know, to be wealthy and powerful, yet all of that came crashing down following his election as president. Our group decided to analyze Donald Trump's fall through taking a closer look at a few songs in particular. So first we're going to start with songs from the pre-election time, and then we will get into the post-election era.
1: Okay, so this is Emily, and today Evan and I will be covering the pre-election era of hip-hop in regards to Donald Trump. So before Trump even started campaigning for his 2016 election, he was already an extremely well-known face in the media, appearing on Saturday Night Live, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Home Alone, and he was the symbol for the 1% and regarded for his wealth, success, and swagger. More interestingly, though, is Trump's praise and recognition within the hip-hop industry. So artists as shocking as Kendrick Lamar, Snoop Dogg, P. Diddy, 50 Cent, and Lil Wayne have all shouted him out in their lyrics. And in fact, according to ABC News, Trump's name is documented in more than 300 different rap verses and spans out over 30 years. Trump's name has been mentioned a countless amount of times by hip-hop artists and not a single one of them painted him in a negative light before his campaign for the 2016 election.
2: And that same ABC article um, actually notes Trump's famous book, How to Get Rich, in which he says, having a well-developed ego, contrary to popular belief, is a positive attribute. It is the center of our consciousness and serves to give us a sense of purpose. Now, this kind of parallels how having a big ego is um, very central to many rappers' identities, And the subject of many rap songs and many rappers have actually referenced Trump to boost um, their own egos and to try to bring fame upon themselves.
1: All right, so let's just jump into some of the songs that we want to mention um, within the hip hop industry before Trump's campaign. So the first one is in 2003. The Wu Tang Clan, one of the most revolutionary forces for rap music and inspired so many rappers to follow, came out with a song called Black Trump.
2: Your boots up. When you play it in Put the on your mind and raise the with roof up. Like to keep up it, you up. Up. You it up. Up. in the Get, up. Up. Get up. your weight Get up, pick
1: up, put your boots up. up. When you the cut, put your Put the roof on the raise the roof up. the roof up. Raise the roof up. OK, so as you just heard, um, these rappers are obviously boasting about their status and money, saying things like you got to make power moves, black guns and cash roll. And the song eventually closes out with guess who's the black Trump repeated over and over again in the backtrack.
2: track. Okay, so another example of a song that uh, references Trump um, pre-election was a song called Donald Trump by Mac Miller. And uh, he released this in 2011, and this was actually his first um, single that made it to the Hot 100, which is um, obviously a really good achievement for a young rapper. But this song pretty much praised Trump for his wealth and success. And Mac Miller said that he wrote the song to highlight his own goals and aspirations of being a successful man, uh, just like Donald Trump. Um, One line in the song reads, Take over the world when I'm on my Donald Trump shit. And another line reads, they see this crazy life I have, and they in awe. And I feel like these two lines, so the whole song is pretty much praising Donald Trump and his wealth, but these two lines kind of stick out the most because they're a great example of how before Trump was elected, Mac Miller essentially said that Trump was this big symbol of money and uh, actually inspired him to become successful one day. And then actually after Trump was elected, Mac Miller openly spoke down on Trump and called him a racist and all this stuff. And uh, Donald Trump actually asked Mac Miller to use um, his song, Donald Trump, um, during one of his um, post-election rallies. And Mac Miller just completely said, no, like, you're racist. You're not using my song. I don't want anything to do with you, which is just Kinda crazy because obviously before his election Trump Trump was being praised by Mac Miller and it's just kind of ironic that now he's he wants nothing to do with him essentially.
3: All this money, ain't that some shit Take over the world when I'm on my Donald Trump shit We'll get all this money, ain't that some shit take over the world while these haters getting mad That's why all my bitches bad They see this crazy life I have been hanging off We go win, you can't take the loser,
2: drop But I'm here, Okay, so yet another example is a song by Ice Cube Called Three Strikes You Um It was actually released in 1998 So quite a ways ago and it's another song that references Donald Trump. There's one line in the song says, I'm just trying to get rich like Trump, which is again another song that's making a reference and somewhat praising Donald Trump's wealth and success. And I just find it very ironic that people used to desire and have all these goals and aspirations of achieving Trump's wealth and status. And now all of a sudden, because he ran for president in in these post-election days, um, his wealth and success is almost seemed like a symbol of greed.
4: First the bitch was possession of weed. And now
2: I'm in the major leagues. And that motherfucker, Bill Clinton, is the son of a bitch. Had the nerve to throw got the first pitch. I'm just kinda get rich like Trump. The homegrown king is now in a slump. Pass here, hump. How the fuck can- The last song we have that references Donald Trump um, prior to his election is um, a 2015 hit song by Ray Shremid called Up Like Trump. And that was similar to the previous examples. Ray Shremid makes note of Trump's wealth and success um, in the song lyrics. Um, The lyrics up like Donald Trump are repeated multiple times throughout the song. Um, And Ray Sremit has actually said that he wrote the song because he hoped to have as many fans as Trump and to be as um, financially successful. Um, The song was released in 2015. So obviously that was before Trump was elected in 2016. Um, So naturally, Ray Sremit received some hate about the song um, once Trump stepped into office. And actually, unlike the previous examples, Ray Sremit actually didn't really change his opinion about Trump. Um, he remained pretty much unfazed and almost neutral um, by Trump's presidency. And he actually said that he doesn't really care about all that. And um, he pretty much just wants to write music for young people that want to party. Um, he said the only thing he really cares about um, was just getting famous. And um, he just he pretty much just wants to make money. Um, he doesn't really care about this whole stigma behind Trump. And all this post-election stuff that he's receiving hate about. Um, So he was just kind of in it for the money, essentially.
1: like Evan just talked about, there is just so much irony that surrounds hip hop. Um, And obviously looking back um, these rappers who have come from the projects and low socioeconomic backgrounds have looked up to Trump for so long now as a way to project their wealth and success and to sort of emulate that of Trump and the lifestyle that he lives. And in hindsight, the respect for him as a person disappeared immediately when he started running for president.
4: Okay. So As we close up the discussion on the pre-election songs that reference Donald Trump, we're going to move on to several songs that were made post-election, so post-2016, that are referencing Donald Trump in basically a completely different light. The general tone and connotations that follow from Trump being an influential business figure now end up signaling negative feelings and are meant to influence the listener to even oppose Donald Trump during the election and for his upcoming campaign that he had in 2020. And music has a really strong impact on this. And even according to a journal article in BJ Psych International, a study conducted found that the link between music and emotion is very significant. And even that Plato considered that music played different roles and modes that would arouse different emotions and as a generality would incite some sort of response or in the hopes of these lyricists, a call to action. So the first song that we found that came out right before the 2016 election and right before Donald Trump was officially um, elected was by yg and nipsey hustle and it was in 2016 and it was titled fdt which is an abbreviation for fuck donald trump so obviously this song does not waste any time with letting the listener know exactly how they're feeling and when it was released in march of 2016 it had 3.5 million streams on spotify and 10 million views on youtube and it could definitely be considered one of the first of many songs to follow that were made to speak out against the election of Donald Trump. So the chorus that repeats throughout the song is that it repeats the phrase, fuck Donald Trump. But there's also a lot of impactful um, lyrics around it as well that reinforce this sentiment and this taste that are meant to kind of call the listeners are people who are gonna vote in the upcoming election to vote against Donald Trump. So the opening of the song is especially impactful. I'll play it for you now.
2: Just when I thought it wasn't getting no sick, I woke up one morning and heard this weird ass motherfucker talking out the side of his neck. Me and all my people. We always thought he was straight. Influential motherfucker when it came to the business. But now, since we know how you really feel, it's how we feel.
4: So, as you were able to hear from the opening of the song, it even references kind of what Emily and Evan were talking about earlier. He says, We always thought he was straight, an influential person when it came to business. But then the song takes a turn and they're no longer cool with Donald Trump and they feel that he is opposing all their values and things that are important to them. And so the song is kind of to let other people listen to that. And even later on in the song, the it continues by expressing how Trump has no place in getting elected and that he uses his money and influence to build his campaign and that he's not a man of the people. So... Um, in this next lyric they also reference that as well.
2: place where you can't go. Speaking for some people that you probably ain't know. Pra-
4: so then from these past lyrics too, it says Donald Trump spent his trust fund money on the vote. I'm from a place where you probably can't go, speaking for some people that you probably ain't know. So these are also important lyrics and speak to the past election and the current election where properly counting ballots and preventing voter fraud were important topics in the recent 2020 election. And even following the 2020 election on November 8th, the song had even regained popularity and it hit number one on current streams. So I feel like that just continues with how influential the song was and how people were really, feeling that this was important and listeners obviously also responded so i'm
3: just going to start off with a quote by rapper terminology it's pretty much just how his feelings and a bunch of other rappers feelings about trump so he says that we didn't know that trump was going to become president and we didn't know he was going to act the way he acts it kind of struck all of us by surprise and now we cringe when we hear our own references to the guy we thought was cool it wasn't political back then the coolest thing you could do was be in trump tower it just symbolized wealth and success, but now it doesn't symbolize that anymore. It symbolizes racism and ignorance. And so to express this distaste towards Trump, a lot of rap artists have made new songs that address him. And just from this quote alone, we can feel that they feel betrayed by Trump and how his bid for presidency has kind of shown his true colors and how like, he used to be a symbol of power and success, but now that entire image has just been overtaken by racism and ignorance. And so uh, terminology brings up an important point, though, where he says music wasn't really political back then. Uh, And he's right, because 90s rap was very different to today's rap music. And uh, I found a journal by Harvard, which uh, notes that the rise of social media and the internet has caused a major change in not just the rap industry, but the music industry in general. So uh, back in the 90s, the only way to really become popular and successful as a music artist was to cast the attention of a record label. And so that meant that rappers had to follow streamlined messages that the labels were looking for, which is why so many artists developed the gangster persona and why most of rap music was about, like towards striving to success. So underground artists and groups such as Public Enemy, which did rap about social issues back then, didn't follow the mainstream theme. And because of that, their songs never made it onto the radio. But today, because websites like SoundCloud and YouTube exist, Artists don't need to rely on record labels or agents to put themselves out there. Without the restrictions of record labels, they have the freedom to express themselves, which includes singing about controversial topics. And so one such example of this, uh, one rapper, TJX6, he made a song called Silk Road, which kind of is a commentary that highlights drug enforcement and the usage impact of social media in the post-Trump era. I'm just going to play a short excerpt here. So um, in this song, he mentions Trump's use of Twitter, which is a major uh, technological feat in today's day and age, where um, Twitter can bring us on a closer level to the president and to people than ever before. And so he also speaks to a deeper meaning about censorship and fake news how technology really, although it brings everybody closer together, it also puts everyone on a whole new level.
4: So as Justin was just saying, um, the usage of social media and even just really being able to stream these songs on platforms like SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, and having that accessibility has had a really large influence in um, being able to share those ideas with other people and Kind of influence this new generation with music. So, even though, so even this post election timeframe, there are also songs that, even though they're not speaking directly about Donald Trump, they're referencing kind of the society and the way that he has shaped the country and providing their own lyrical interpretation that conveys this emotion towards the situation and through that is also meant to influence the listener or at least make them more aware of the situation. And so when thinking about this topic, a song that I think had a really powerful influence and kind of spoke to a lot of people in America was the song This Is America um, by Donald Glover of Childish Gambino. And this song came out in 2018 and it received 65.3 million streams within the first week of being released. And This is America does not directly reference Donald Trump, but it's referencing the America that Trump ultimately had a larger part in creating. And the song speaks about race and gun violence and the black experience for someone in America that once Trump was elected had begun to become increasingly um, more part of the discussion because there was more discrepancies between equality and increases in gun violence. So this became a prevalent discussion, which would also ultimately be an important speaking point in the 2020 election. So paired with a powerful music video, um, it depicted shootings of innocent adults and children and this kind of imbalance that Don Glover perceives in America and wants other people to realize that there's an imbalance. So in the song, it's actually really interesting because In other songs, they speak kind of with more of an aggressive tone. But even in the music video, Donald Glover is dancing, and he looks pretty cheerful. And they show some really disturbing scenes of children dancing and enjoying life, and then suddenly having to run from a shooter. So um, even in the song, it doesn't have kind of like a sad tone, but it even sounds like happy, which I think reinforces that point. So I'll play. I'll play you a clip of it now, where he's just talking about America and the guns that he has to face, and how it's kind of just like, "Oh, this is what he has to deal with." Keep up like a smile.
2: I got strap. Hey, I gotta carry em. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bed. Yeah, yeah.
4: So these lyrical cool verses are repeated a lot of the times throughout this song, and it says yeah, this is America. There's guns in my area. I'm going to go get this bag. Woo. And he's kind of saying it like ironically, which I think was a really interesting way to speak of this experience and the sad truth that he picks and views of America. And this song ended up being a top song for a really long time. So it also really spoke to a wider group of people and a lot of people, a lot of people in America. So I feel like even though this song doesn't, specifically reference Donald Trump it can be argued that without the election of Donald Trump the song wouldn't have even been made because of a lot of the issues that arose following the election
0: okay so now we're gonna kind of transition into things that we learned throughout doing this podcast and just kind of like new information and that kind of stuff and I think that for me when Evan was talking about um the Mac Miller Donald Trump song in particular like I remember listening to that song in high school and maybe even middle school and like I thought it was so great but I had no idea that immediately you know after Trump was elected Mac Miller like just totally dropped everything and like didn't want to associate himself with it anymore which I think is so interesting because not that I'm like a musical artist or anything but I think the fact that you could write an entire song and be so passionate about like wanting to be just like this person and then you just totally flip-flop is really interesting and I think it just kind of goes to show like how powerful and like strong people do feel against Trump um yeah that was probably like my biggest takeaway
1: yeah and just to that point um I can't I couldn't believe how many hip hop artists and for over a span of how many years that he's just been in the media and recognized solely just for his success and wealth in this positive way. And also to Evan's point, how that success and wealth is immediately transitioned into something that's considered greed and egoistic, um, and painted in this negative way. So suddenly, Um, that was really shocking for me as well.
2: Yeah, to go off of that. Um, so now, like, like I said before, um, Trump's like wealth and uh, success um, right now is considered like very greedy. Like, there's a lot of people just like attacking him for having all this money. They're like, oh, he doesn't pay taxes on it, and like all this stuff. But even like before he was elected president, um, people didn't think this at all. Like, people were just like. Oh, he's so wealthy. Like I want to be rich like him one day. Like, like, like we said in the conversation earlier, like Mac Miller is one of those people. And now he's, now he is famous and wealthy, but his view on Trump, who he looked up to is now completely different. And I just kind of like, I don't know, I kind of find that absurd. And for me personally, like I'm, I always judge people based on like the content of their character, and not any like outside sources and the fact that like, Mac Miller kind of changed his view on Trump just because he was elected president is just I don't know I just kind of feel like that's not right
0: yeah that's a that's an interesting point and I think it's also something that was touched on in the podcast and something I've been kind of thinking about I mean can anybody think of an example where this has happened to some other person like not Donald Trump but where you know they were highly regarded in music and then something happened and now there's only music made about them being disliked. Like, I personally couldn't think of another example and I think maybe a lot of that could have to do with social media and how, like, that's just kind of explosive and anything that happens, a million people can hop on it in a single second and it just becomes this huge thing so quickly.
4: Yeah, like, I think that also kind of speaks to the idea of cancel culture and how social media can have such an influence on that. But even like what you guys were saying about Mac Miller, like suddenly switching his opinion. I kind of remember when that happened too, and he was really outspoken about it, but something that I thought was really interesting while you guys were speaking, I think Evan talked about it was the Ray Schwimmer song and the situation that how, you know, a lot of artists like Mac Miller did immediately speak out afterwards, but I didn't realize that Ray Shimmer ended up just staying to what he said originally and kind of ignoring the situation, which I think some people can interpret that as like kind of being like socially irresponsible. And then other people can interpret that as like a good thing too. So I think that's interesting that there's probably a lot of different responses from that.
1: Just to add to just Kate's like open-ended question, if whether or not there's been anybody else within society that's been ridiculed the same way that he has. It also brings up this question and makes me wonder, um, Trump being a business person and being this face that's already so recognizable within social media, is that somebody that can fill the same role as president, regardless of their political beliefs? It makes me wonder now that you have to transition from Hollywood media and being, um, I forget what show he was on. Somebody help me out here. But, um, you know, like having a face in media and transitioning into the Oval Office, it makes me question whether or not there'll ever be a place for someone to be able to transition over. And with Kimmy's point to cancel culture and social media, I think that that's just made it so much more explosive in that way.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only person I can think of that was in kind of that Hollywood, you know, light was prior to being president was Ronald Reagan, because he was an actor before he was elected governor of california i believe and then he was elected president and yeah i think he's the only other person but obviously social media was not really a thing then so you know i guess it's hard to say what the effect could have been so i think in conclusion kind of wrapping things up throughout this conversation it was really interesting to see you know something that we've kind of touched on throughout the semester just how influential different events and you know uh periods of time and as you've seen in this even people can be and how they change and evolve music further into time so I really think that it's going to be interesting to see how hip-hop continues to evolve as a genre you know as times change and as social media continues to influence it Uh, it should definitely be very interesting to see